music. Hey, everybody, welcome to uh, The Higher Estate. My name is Dr. Ira Price, and we're here to talk about all things related to cannabis, bridging the gap between the medical and the recreational or lifestyle market. Um, last week, we started a... Oh, by I guess I should say hi to everybody. Yo. Hey, Tyler. Me, it's Tyler. Tyler is still here. We, even the last week, people were texting me being like, are you and Tyler in a fight? <laughs> I'm like, that's just how we talk to each other. We're, well, uh, you were saying you're going to kick me off as co-host, but that didn't happen. Well, no. Not yet. It was a joke. <laughs> and hockey. Hey, what do you guys think about violence in hockey? Do you guys play hockey? For it. Yeah, for it. Oh, fuck what off. What level of hockey did you play? <laughs> fuck off. No, uh, shut up. Shut everybody <laughs> get out of here. No. If you play hockey, you're for it. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in like a, a house league when you're like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You should start hitting at 14. That's when yeah, you should start hitting. I started hitting at like 8, which was probably too young. That's yeah, when the that's chunky right. stop signs came out. Everyone had to stop hitting yeah. from behind. Yeah. It's a chunky hair. stop sign. Chunky put stop signs through. in the back of your jersey to stop people. No from one ever saw them. No one ever never, saw them. But it was like a thing from Don Cherry. It's just yeah. if you played hockey growing up, you know what it is. So you, oh, you guys believe in that? Man, it's because when you get run into the boards by a cheap shot, you either got to fight or you have someone who fights for you because you don't want that to happen again. Yeah. If they're in there pounding on your ball, you so should we all be walking around with guns? Mm. That's, a that's a different. Uh, why is that a different statement? Because you don't die fighting in hockey. You die. Because you have a hold. You don't die right away. Are you having issues with hissing? Yeah. yeah but that's the the hissing is coming from that one. That cord. That the last one. Cord, that yeah. One. Yes. Who's getting it from your That's what's one's plugged into this mic. This cord is that last cord. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. That cord is his cord. Did you switch them? No, they never was. See, Tyler, you just got to pay attention. This is because you got too many hits playing, playing hockey. hockey. Right. Yeah. You look you pale as shit all the time. I look pale. You look, I don't you look, you look like, you look like you, like, this is like the only you thing just, that's you literally need today. a suntan, but... Whatever. That's good coffee, though, huh? Right it is that really coffee. good coffee. Thank you, Heal. Okay, let's um, let's get back on who's here today. So, Tyler. Hey. Then we have Jay and Jesse. Nailed it. I was going to say James. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But these guys are awesome. They have a... Um, they have an awesome shop up on Concession Street in Hamilton called Heal. Um, and they have Heal Wellness. And then Body... Natural. Body natural, and we're going to talk about their protein. They use uh, plant-based protein. They're looking to put, uh, while well, they are infusing, well, will be infusing uh, CBD products into their uh, uh, really awesome. What looks like really awesome. Well, it's great branding, uh, and uh, looks like they're going to uh, be working in the fitness industry in the fitness world. You guys should meet some of my friends. Um, do you know uh, Angela? What's her last name? Angelina. I don't even know. <laughs> Angelina. Yeah, I know a couple. Glad I know her name. <laughs> Sorry, Angelina. Ble yeah, blessed. <laughs> Between the two of us, we're a bunch of. We're a bunch of. Listen, just ignore us today, because you know. Oh, cool. Tyler got high. Yeah, yeah, cool. So anyway, we've got a lot of athletes that come on here all the time, and we talk about it all the time. Anyway, so uh, we're talking about protein powders. We're going to talk about nutrition and wellness and. 
uh, what what they're putting into their product. Actually, I think what I'm going to talk a lot about though is their is their branding and their packaging because uh, their packaging they're working on doing all biodegradable, all you know, plastic free, new, uh, re reusable. What's it called? I think that's yeah. smart too because if you pay attention to the news, Aunt Trudeau a little while ago said like by 2021 he wants no more plastic bags. Yeah. Yep, or straws. I mean, that stuff should all be gone by the dodo bird, anyways. Yeah, single use. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure it is. So we're gonna talk about that, and uh, then also, so we've got those two guys here. Say hi, yay! Hey, What's guys. up, guys? Hey. And then we have uh, usual fucking Lucas. I'm pissed off. I want to throw this all the change into this swear jar today because this guy showed up 20 minutes late, and that's why we started so late. So. Uh, before we get started, any news? Any news today? Well, the biggest story is obviously Bruce. Nicole, what? Oh, Bruce Linton, who resigned yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. CEO. <laughs> oh, oh, what are you talking about? The coal what? He's the, he was the co CEO. It was him oh. and the other guy who now is the CEO. Mm. But and if I, if you actually, actually read in the uh, large distributing company, um, who's mainly it's, what is it? I can never say it right. It's the Mexican beer. It starts with M, like Mabo. Malbo, M-A-L-B-O. It's a, it's a little short thing named a silver thing or silver fucking label. You don't know what, what are you? I haven't... Marlboro. Not Marlboro. It's cigarettes, but it's Marlboro or something. <laughs> and you swear we just got to throw stuff in. But basically, they own about 40% of cannabis, and they're very upset with their revenue. Oh, here. And they came out with that story as well today as soon as the CEO stepped down. Is it not working at all? It's just being like cutting in. So seeing that seems a little alarming to me, honestly. Do you think Canopy is going to... Uh, it's I already plummeted it 10% today. I think, well, it's because the CEO stepped down and then them releasing that article. I think if they don't get their shit together and start actually making money... They lost a lot of money in this last quarter. money, yeah, they could start seeing their investors. The U.S. giant started by kicking blah, 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 blah. They bought a whole bunch of stuff. Constellation Brands. They got a whole bunch of... Constellation Brands is the company that owns that beer. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I'm not worried about the beer. Uh, the only beer... Dos Equis. Ah. No? Is that, no? Isn't that a Mexican beer? It is a Mexican beer, but... It's not bad. It's good. Not my It's good. Not yeah. My it's like you might... It's yeah, yeah. You know, it's that like a, a Corona. A nice hockey game. That's what we used to There you go. That's like a Corona. You know what happens when you drink alcohol after being super active? You drop your diastolic blood pressure, then you can pass out. Boop! Winning! But what do we all do after? I played rugby my whole life. What do we do? We have a beer up. So yeah, it's good. It takes your it takes you down from level ten to level four. But you have a beer getting undressed. You have a beer in the shower. Yeah, you just gotta be careful about passing out and your blood pressure. Anyway, I just remember that from back in my kinesiology days. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> they taught they taught us that in school, and we're like, oh. Was, anyway, there's a whole bunch of weird shit they Our taught us. What do you mean? Were you at a religious school? No, I was just at a private university in the states. I don't know. Oh, that's good. Well, dry, but like cannabis friendly. You couldn't smoke weed. It's illegal there. Right. Um, but <laughs> you can yeah, do anything. I lived off campus and had an on campus house. See, I think we're having issues with our mics still. Are you sure it's that one? There is no other one. There's no other one. No. Is it just, is it really Tyler's? It's me, yeah. I'm busting Why? Let me just. Could it be the interference from my computer mic? No. No? Cutting in and out like the XLR stuff. You're gonna make my boy buzz up now, not me. 
we're we're testing in the middle of podcast. This is how we roll here. Anyway, so here we go. Um, all right. So any other news aside from uh, Bruce leaving, leaving canopy? canopy? Um, I s- you said it earlier about the camp, this Calgary Stampede not allowing cannabis, which seems okay. kind of funny to me. Is that allowed? I well, they can ban whatever they want. I would think if it's on oh. private property. Did you know NHS opens opened a clinic in the UK? I didn't know that. Like today, yeah, it's the first one. That's cool. Hopefully, they can make it affordable. You know, we were Synergy was part of uh, making mm-hmm. uh, the UK legal. I remember that. Can't talk about how yeah. it was, but I remember there it. was a specific individual that wasn't able to be seen pretty much anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. and we agreed to see them here. I remember that, that day. Yeah, that it was a good day. That was a good day. I wasn't here, but Doctor Aziz was here. I mm-hmm. got anyway. So we're we're you know I feel like we're we have a little responsibility in there, which is awesome. Okay, uh, I don't think there was too much other news that happened today. There's a bunch of things, but I can't honestly remember um, them. One thing that actually is kind of cool too, I guess, in Manitoba and Saskatchewan, they're now legally starting to That's distribute good. like same day delivery services for cannabis. They're test running it in Manitoba and Saskatchewan right now. Yeah. Hopefully by October we can maybe see those in Ontario because that would really help the recreational market. They're they're I think they're not going to do anything till December. I think we know that edibles and all the other good treats are going to come out in December. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, I don't think there's yeah anything else. Uh, let's <laughs> oh, let's look. Go to the very top. Uh, oh, go down a bit. Okay. There was one more. I read. This is how we do the news here, people. We do it at the moment. Oh, did you see that? Did you read that? No. You'll get... Hey, I don't know how you'll feel about that. Tell us. What so this tell guy us? had a, a script for over 100 grams per day. Yeah. And they denied him from buying like 150 grams at a time. Who denied him? The government. And now he went back and now they're allowing him to buy his full script. He has a hundred. What is he going to do with a hundred grams? grams a exactly. Day. It's very weird. Yeah. But the government said, no, you can't buy that much. And I guess he challenged it. And now they're like, yes, you he can buy that much. He went to federal court. You mm-hmm. can buy a hundred grams limit. 150 a day is the limit right now. But they, they denied him to buy over it. What the hell are you going to do with 150 it's, grams? That was my same is response. Is he going to say, oh, I'm making tinctures and I'm doing extracts that's and That's probably what he's saying. Yeah, but that's horseshit. At the end of the day, Yep. At the end of the day, it's still a one to one. You may use a you may use an ounce to get one gram of isolate, right? It's, it's about uh, you use a that. pound. You use a pound to get less than a quarter pound. Okay, I'm of course. So I don't okay, know. I've so never the done same it on thing I just scale. said. It's still like a one, right. So it's still about the same thing. So you're going to use an ounce to get one gram. How much of that ounce of that one gram are you going to use in a single day? You're not using that whole. Graham, you're going to, in that isolate, you're not using well, the whole one, isolate. You're using the whole a fucking isolate, tiny one gram. Bat. If it's a thousand milligrams of CBD, yeah, I could easily use that in of one CBD, day. Of CBD, I understand. So an isolated CBD, one gram, if it's equivalent to it. If it was a thousand milligrams, easily use A thousand use it in one gra- gram. milligrams of CBD? Uh, no, no. The only so study, hold on. The studies that We're, showed in Colorado for epilepsy is okay, always okay, so, over okay. 500 hold milligrams on. per day. It's, no, it's 20 milligrams per kilogram is what they did in those studies. Okay. So, could it, it will work out to 500 milligrams, perhaps if you weigh whatever per day. But you're not going to be using a thousand milligrams unless you weigh 200 kilograms. That's yeah, and that's two, that's 400 pounds. 
Yeah, so I think there's I think it's a little bit ridiculous. We haven't even gotten started yet. <laughs> this is this is what happens every freaking time we start one of these podcasts. Okay, anyway, I'm going to move Ooh, on. Even oh. the study we read here, did you re- do you know what the average dose per day is? Yeah, 2.5 grams of yes. inhaling. I, yeah. I, I, two, so, no, of all comers. So if of all comers, it wasn't so Let's do it this way. If that 2.5 grams was 10% cannabis or 10% THC, do you know how many milligrams would be in that? Of 10% is 100 milligrams per gram. Yep. Divided so 2.5. 100 milligrams per gram. And so that's 200 milligrams of THC. Divided that by 10%. No, it would it's be not, 250 milligrams I, the ingesting a dude, day. I, at 2.5 grams at 10% is 250 milligrams. They're not yeah. ingest. If they're ingesting like that smoking, whole thing, the bioavailability that. of that is only, is only 30%. Because they test on one gram. So if they're, they're testing on one gram dude, to get that 10%. I fucking taught you the bioavailability math. I'm not doing bioavailability. You are. I'm doing. You're doing a conversion. You're doing conversion. I'm doing the conversion of oh, percentages Jesus. to milligrams. Yes, I understand what you're doing. Thanks. Not in your body, Doctor. nothing. Just the bud. So if you have one gram of bud. <laughs> yes, if you have, you have one, one gram, gram of bud that's and it's ten percent, that's a hundred milligrams. milligrams. Yes, because so you've read my paper. a day, that's two hundred and fifty <laughs> milligrams a day. That's not a thousand milligrams. No, that's not what I'm saying. And that's THC. We were talking about CBD before. <laughs> I was just asking if you read that. Smoking too? The, no. The bioavailability is 10% on smoking. The bioavailability on ingesting cannabis is about 30%. And vaporizing is about 50%. It's mm-hmm. I, all, like I said, so all those forms. So if you're... If, yeah, the bioavailability is the bioavailability. Now... Of course, there are certain things like ingesting cannabis. It's super variable. When I say 30, it'll go anywhere from 10 to to 33% or whatever it is. There was a guy by the name of Grotenheimen in 2009 that did that research. Sounds good. Like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's, it may have been 2012. I can totally have that wrong. Um, But he did uh, the uh, bioavailability equivalency studies and all that stuff. No, they're totally different. Like totally different. I'm talking about you, I, I, water if, soluble absorbs. If so you much you can get up to eighty percent bioavailability if you if you're using nanotechnology or if you're using bio like or if yeah. you're using a water soluble yeah, product. But if you're just ingesting cannabis, as a bud. Uh, either as a bud or even if you decarboxylate it and just ingest it as an oil, if you don't make it water soluble, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, if you make it water soluble, then you have the then you can increase the bioavailability of it. But I think Tyler's point, what he was trying to get at, which I don't disagree, it's 250 milligrams. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with okay. you that the average there, if they were using a 10%, is mm-hmm. 200 or 2.5 grams per day. At least that's what their purchase order was. Yep. You're looking at 250 milligrams per day of THC. That's not 250 grams. No. Totally fucking no. different. And if you have a thousand grams a day, or 100 100 gra- grams sorry, a hundred grams yeah. a day, that's 98.5 grams more mm-hmm. than this, yeah, than this I study. I wasn't saying that that's good but in that's any way. Okay. No. Oh, now you're not. Okay. I never was. Oh, okay. I'm just saying okay. you need to take All right, more shut than up. what people actually <laughs> take. Nobody actually takes 2.5 a day. That's the problem. You're right. That's the problem. Okay. So now <laughs> people need to take more. They just people, can't afford it. All right. It. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have to say? I see Jay trying to say something. What? Say it. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just listening. Just okay. Learning a little bit here. All right. How's <laughs> the, uh, how's the sound? Not so yeah. bad. Don't touch your stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't touch your junk. Okay. So 
Now to our new, <laughs> our new. What this isn't new anymore. This is the old thing again. Um, new format. First, we're going to review an article, which we're now <laughs> half hour in now, and um, and then we're going to talk to these guys about their product because I want to hear more about it. But everybody, feel free to interact. So last week we reviewed the benefits of cannabis using a uh, journal article that was uh, from JAMA in 2015. That was a systematic review and meta-analysis, which we now know is just a bunch of studies that we look at and put statistics together. And when you do some statistics, we call it a meta-analysis. It just quantifies some shit. Um, and uh, it showed some benefit for the use of cannabis in certain, uh, certain conditions, mostly in pain, a little bit in nausea, vomiting, and uh, um, overall wellness was uh, what's the shakes that too it had positive effects for MS the, the tremors shakes. had positive effects for MS tremors. yeah 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 tremors in that study it did. okay yeah. yeah all that good stuff so today we're looking at the opposite end and I think this is uh, a landmark study uh, looking at harm uh, it's called uh, cannabis uh, for the management of pain the assessment of safety study otherwise known as the Compass Trial. It was done by um, Mark Ware, who's a leader, in the, a world leader when it comes to medical cannabis. He's been doing it for 20 years. Um, and uh, he did this study out of McGill. And uh, let's go through the study. So it's a harm study. And so like we evaluated the evidence in the literature last time uh, using um, specific questions to get to the bottom of it for a therapy, or for a meta-analysis. Now we have to look at how do you evaluate a study that's a harm study. So we have a whole bunch of questions once again. Um, and I'll just give you the overall summary of the study and then hopefully we can get through some of the details. I'm not going to go into as much detail as we did last time. Again, it's super complicated going through all the stats. So I'm going to try to ignore and leave out a bunch of that shit. What do you mean? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this study looked at harms of, of cannabis. The overall, they're, you know, we'll just start from the beginning. beginning. So again, once again, we have to look through the validity of the, the questions or of the study. And uh, was the study clearly defined? Did they define patient groups? And uh, were they similar in all ways? That's usually how we always start off looking at a study. So the first thing, the only real way to make sure that all groups are similar uh, when you study, uh, when you when you look at a study or when you conduct a study is to randomize them, right? Unfortunately, and fortunately, you can't randomize people in a harm study on a mm. prospective. You can't really do an RCT on harm. Nobody's going to let you do, hey, let's look at a bunch of smokers. <laughs> let's randomize them to smokers and not and see who dies quicker, right? You can't really do that because uh, then it would be, you know, uh, yeah, that'd be unethical. So really, there's only a few ways <laughs> you'd think. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to get rid of some of the population, but uh, you can't really randomize people to those things. So what you have to do is there's different ways to do it. Either you can put them in a prospective cohort. It has to be observational. Uh, you can't you can't randomize people. You can't randomly do that, <clears throat> and you can't blind them because you, you you just well it's not ethical. So there's a couple ways you can do it. The, the way that they did it in this study, I think, is probably the the way that it should be done. It's called a prospective cohort study, and what you do is you take two groups of people that one group fit the criteria for the treatment of a study drug, and in this case, it's cannabis, and then you take another group of people that don't fit the, the criteria for the study drug, well, mm -hmm. again, being cannabis, and you compare them to, together. So they took a bunch of people that 
uh, met criteria and were prescribed cannabis. And then they took a bunch of people as the controls in this study. You compare the treatment group, which is the, the cannabis people, to a bunch of controls, which are the non-cannabis group. So the guys that didn't meet criteria. And in this case, that's what they did. And then you monitor them. So they monitored these people for a year to see if there was a difference between the, uh, between uh, any of the harms. Really, they were looking at uh, they were looking at the design of the study wasn't to look at the benefits of cannabis, but to look at what are the side effects. And so they split the side effects into two different categories. One were severe side effects or um, um, uh, severe uh, adverse reactions is what they called them, mm -hmm. or just like general non-severe adverse reactions. That's what they did. So the question is, was there a difference between the two study groups? They did mention at one point that there was one basic difference between the two, two people in the study group. Remember, they weren't blinded. So these are people that were, you know, came into a doctor and said, you know, I want medical cannabis. Did they fit or didn't they fit criteria? On most things, the, the uh, groups were the same, but on a couple areas, they were different. Most noticeably, they were different here when it came to age. The younger yeah. they were, they were more likely to be put into the uh, can the cannabis group. So the cannabis group had younger patients in it. They you can go through the study on your own, but anyway. So were there were they similar? They were, but you know, yes and no. They did, I think, the best they could. Did they adjust for it? I don't really see that they adjusted for a for uh, age in the study, but uh, overall, I think that um, they did the best they can with the patients that they had. So. Uh, then let's go on. So were they similar? Yeah, they do. Oh, also, they were supposed. Did they enroll the number of patients that they wanted to? Their goal was to enroll 300, about 315 people in each arm. The reason why they wanted to do that uh, was, and when I say arm, arm one would be the cannabis group, and arm two would be the control group who didn't get cannabis, and then they would watch them forward, right? So the, they wanted to get 315 into each arm, and I think the reason they wanted to do that was so they can power it, or what means they can get stati find statistical differences between the groups. You have to have a large sample size. So that, I think that's what they went to uh, to uh, the ethics board with, but they didn't hit that number. They stopped the study when they actually didn't have that many patients in it. It all, not nah, all depends. You have to do like a bunch of statistics to get to which number is best. We call that powering the study. Uh, and it all depends on what you want your intervals to be. So like, for example, like where do you want the truth to be? Uh, if you're in a randomized control trial, you're looking for a p-value. So like a statistical significance of cause, causation. And you want that to be like, you know, less than five, within 5% 5 error. So you usually get a large sample. You're going to get a smaller a smaller and more precise answer. But if you have a four of us and we each have, if there's five of us in this room and we're, we're more likely to have very diverse answers, you're going to get a large, you're not going to be precise. And the magnitude, we call the magnitude of the answer, the precision, I guess, of the answer isn't going to be too good. So you want more people, obviously, for different diseases. But that being said, if we know smoking causes death, I only need two people because, you know, they're probably going to die. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know. So like some things, mm -hmm. if, I, if I take two people and jump off a, a, like a seven-story building, they're likely both going to die, right? Because the LD90 which means where 90% of people die when jumping off things. This is an emerge doc talking. 
LD90 is where 90% of people die is seven stories. So 90% of people are going to die at seven stories. The LD50 is four stories, by the way. Just in, if you ever wanted to know these things that emerge stocks, no. 50% chance from diving four stories. Yeah, 50% of people will die and 50% will survive jumping four stories. At least that's that was the literature when I was a resident. <laughs> is that the difference between tuck and roll? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Now with like parkour, maybe it's yeah, different. It's I don't, tuck and roll. What's the best way to land? <laughs> I don't know. It's a great question. Don't Flat land. On your back. Not high. <laughs> Not high, yeah. You probably want to be drunk, <laughs> so you roll. You're nice and limber, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and or high. <laughs> Where's some padding? Anyway, all right. So let's move on from that, so we're not talking about it forever. Um, was the follow-up to the study sufficient? So uh, also in validity. So within the study, they uh, so they ended up getting like um, just under 200 people, I think, in each arm. I can't remember exactly. I'm really good at reviewing these articles, aren't I? Um, you're you're bang on. Am I? Yeah. Oh, there we go. They uh, oh, so they had 234 mm -hmm. in each arm, pretty much, and 215, which were assessed, mm. uh, in pretty much each arm. So they were close. They were just you know. So the question is to follow up. Did they have? Did most people complete the study? They actually had, and they mentioned one of the weaknesses in their study, and mm -hmm. I, you know, which is good that they mention it because you always have to mention limitations. Is that a lot of people? Uh, dropped out you mm -hmm. had um i don't know how many people dropped out one of the reasons people were dropping 70s. out was not liking the product that was like one yeah. of their main like, yeah, not enjoying the product 77 people stopped yeah. the study in the cannabis arm and uh and 34 people stopped the study in the non-cannabis arm it was from so the product they got they said it was from prairie plant system which systems or which has become uh Canymed. So prairie, just a little history lesson here for people. It's prairie plant one. system, right, prairie plant, whatever the hell they were called, uh, is what Health Canada used for a decade before. They were the only people. They mm -hmm. grew in Flimflon, Manitoba in an old uh, mine, abandoned mine. Yeah, probably really good product you get from an abandoned mine. It's too humid underground. Yeah. Way too humid well, underground. Well, maybe it was... Uh, Rock quarry. Oh, yeah. I don't. Either way, it was all probably a shitty like. Yeah. How would you, how would quality control work in a mine? You'd be having to cool. expel. You'd have to be bringing in a ton of CO two. Yeah. I I can't imagine they thought of any of that. Yeah. They but, probably did, but but Candy Med now is you know they're a pretty good product. Yeah, it's not bad at all. They're anyway. the only guys with a THCA oil, which is right. very interesting. Which is weird. Yeah, it's very it's, weird. I mean, it's, it's their most expensive oil. Too. It probably won't do anything for you. It's but it'll make you feel good. <laughs> THC. That's for inflammation and. THCA is just in its acidic form. It's not active. Mm. So you'll get like the benefits of having what cannabinoids do for you in right. general, like being a good uh, omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. Mm -hmm. Maybe some minerals and vitamins. But but does that have, that carries anti-inflammatory properties too, no? Well, it carries like other terpenes. Yeah, if it's right. full spectrum and you have like CBD and stuff in it, yeah, but... Uh, if it's THCA, your body doesn't digest it properly. It doesn't metabolize. It'll break it down. It won't mm -hmm. break it down great. It will break it down. If you're ingesting it... Yeah, but you won't ever get stoned. Well, so, so all cannabis in its plant form is mm -hmm. THCA. Yes. You can heat it up and then it... Removes by the heating carboxylate. It, de right. Decarboxylates it, takes away the carboxyl group, and therefore mm -hmm. becomes active. Yep. Right? That's why when you smoke or vape, you get high. Right. So if you ingest the stuff, your body will 
cleave. It's mm-hmm. like take. It's basically like taking the plant and eating it mm-hmm. in an oil form. Yeah. And there's there's other um, cannab- cannabinoids that are have acidic forms as well. No. All of them. All yeah. Every single one. Every one of them is in its acidic form until it's heated. Yeah. They're all an a- an acid. Oh, there we go again. Nope, not that. He's totally zen. He's got the man bun thing going on. Yeah, he's got a man bun. I feel like I want to do yoga right now. It's good looking dude with the beard. I can down dog that action. No, that's this one. Anyway, poor me. My wife is like. Well, my wife is a yoga instructor. Uh, you met her. I haven't attended any of classes. I do. I go to all her classes. I'm like the most supportive human. <laughs> if I, I do say that. so and she's not here to tell me otherwise okay i believe it i believe it yeah the, i do i go to, her stuff. to a lot of a yeah lot i go to a lot of this stuff okay so <laughs> there there was loss to follow up but there was an intention to treat i think they didn't explicitly say it and it's not an rct but what they did mm-hmm. say is those who dropped out they still included their their Stats. statistics so that's good to know um do the results of the harm study fulfill some of the diagnostic tests for causation? Well, there, it's not a causation. It's only a, um, a relative risk that they're going to tell us. They're going to tell us if there's an association. And so, uh, but they did do the best they can here. Uh, okay, moving on. Did experimental control groups retain a similar prognosis after the study started? And so what does that mean? Were the outcomes and exposures measured in the same way? They actually were. So, um, you know, in the study when they were measuring, watching these people, by the way, they did a really good job of, and I think we should learn, look, take a look at that, um, how they followed these people up. So while they had those who used cannabis in one group and those who didn't use cannabis in the other group, they followed them up uh, in person as we normally do, the one month, three month, well, they do, we do three, six, nine, 12. They did one month, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, but they called them at one week Mm-hmm. And uh, they did five phone calls for the cannabis group as well. And they did it a little different in the, um, in the control group. They didn't follow them up as much. So I'm assuming there was some bias in their thinking that they, you know, they would have uh, more adverse events in the cannabis group. Yeah. Um, and then was follow-up sufficiently complete? I kind of mentioned that. So what were the results of the test? This is, or of the study. This is where it all sort of got a little bit, uh, you got to get into some of the stats here. Uh, and the statistics. Really super interesting. Um, I think overall, so when it comes to the, were, to the severe adverse events, there was no difference between the cannabis group and the control group. In fact, there was a higher incidence of an adverse event, of a severe adverse event in the control group. In those who didn't use cannabis, there was a higher incidence of, uh, of, of that. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you where what it was exactly. Uh, here, I'll just read it. 28 patients in the cannabis group reported a, uh, at least one severe, um, what's an AE, what is it? Adverse oh, event compared to 42 in the control group. And uh, that was statistically significant. Mm-hmm. So their confidence interval wasn't large, but it, did, it, it didn't cross one. So there was a statistical, uh, statistically significant difference. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there was a, uh, a relative risk of, of those who didn't use cannabis of 1.5. So they had 1.5 times, we could say, the, the risk of, uh, of having a severe adverse event if you weren't using cannabis in this study. Great question. So... Those were, uh, 
so we have to go look at how they defined severe adverse events. So surgical and medical procedures, gastrointestinal disorders, like um, so really bad things. So like uh, we're talking about having to have surgery, uh, death, stroke, seizure, um, nervous system disorder, respiratory system, severe infection, uh, vascular disorders, psychiatric disorders that were bad. Like an anxiety. Like, not anxiety, right wouldn't be included. Bad? That would be in the non-severe. Okay. So they had both. Severe, they had a, both definitions of what a severe adverse event was and a non severe adverse event. So, but that's a lot of people for something that. No, that's it's not. So it was 19% versus 13% versus 19%. So it's, I mean, it's still high. None of them died, of course, but uh, there was a, uh, there, there, there were severe side effects. Actually, two people did die. Two people died in the control group. Not in the cannabis group. Yeah. Um, but it can also be remember. We have to take this with a grain of salt or sand or whatever it is. Why? Because they weren't blinded, right? So the people that were uh, um, the people that were included in the control group or non-control group was all up to the physician, right? So maybe they were more the people that weren't given cannabis were severe opioid, you know, addicts or people with a lot of other problems that didn't fit because there were there were um, uh, exclusion criteria. So they weren't going to give cannabis to anybody that was over 18 could be in included, but people with severe psychiatric disorders or alcohol or comorbidities that weren't, in, you know, were bad, they weren't included. They weren't allowed to be in the cannabis arm. So they were excluded. You could be, yes. They didn't change any, it's real life data. So you won't change any of the uh, anything somebody is on. You're not going to stop them from all their meds. So most people were on opioids and benzodiazepines in the control arm, right? So uh, they did have more significant uh, side, severe side effects. It, it could be. I don't know. We don't know what would account for it. What I know is that those who were in the... Uh, but they also, they do adjust for those things, right? So you do try to put the similar people into both groups. Um, and they do adjust for those things. And then they do tell us what the confidence intervals are. So they do statistical significance to see if there was uh, an, a, a difference between the two groups. That's how you, that's how you compare the two groups. You can't, you can't state causality, but you can state a link between. So um, those who are in the, those in the cannabis arm had less severe side effects than those in the control arm. That was the primary outcome. The other, pri the other primary outcome that they were looking for in this case, in this study was, and that's a good thing, by the way. So we, you know, and I think this was the, like a landmark study looking at severe side effects. Now they only followed them for one year. I actually think that's a good time to follow somebody for severe side effects. Um, but, um, but still you need like, we don't have 20 year data yet. You know, although I have thousands of year data and like people's, people aren't dying. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we have 5,000 years of cannabis use and people not dying. So like if, if you know, 40% of a population uses cannabis and, uh, you know, on a regular basis and, and there was a lot of deaths, we'd be, there'd be a lot more outcry. Mm -hmm. Not in this study. That's my study. Okay, yeah. yeah. For sure it does. Yeah. 
I would agree with you. I think, I mean, there's there's bias and confounding variables in the whole thing because you can't blind the group. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you know what, you know, there was a couple things. There were the people in the cannabis arm were also regular users, I think. So, one strain, 12.5% from uh, Canymed. They is, didn't name the strain. They didn't name, they yeah. named the cannabinoid content. So normally, like when it comes to studies, we don't name it's, we don't name the, um, the, uh, the strain. No street name. No, there's another word I'm looking for. Brand name. <laughs> That's Brand the word. Name. We usually name the generic name, and in this case, there is no real generic name. The generic name is the percentage. Mm-hmm. That's how you list it because you don't want to list somebody's proprietary thing or, yeah. you know, whatever. So yeah, they they use a twelve and a half percent THC mm-hmm. is what they mentioned in the study. Yeah. It's a good point. So that goes to show the bimodal, we call it a bimodal distribution of cannabinoids. It's both for, you mm-hmm. know, I don't really use terms like, we don't really use the term sativa indica anymore, but I mean, we guess we do. I mean, we do to help people understand, mm-hmm. but both both of them, doesn't matter what cannabis you're using, whether it's THC, CBD, or the whole spectrum of whatever, those who use are usually use a low dose, usually have less pain than those who are using a high dose. We find the same thing with opioids as well, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this bimodal distribution. Maybe it goes towards what we call hyperanalgesic syndrome. We definitely get it with uh, with opioids. Hyperanalgesic syndrome is where you get more pain, hyper, more mm-hmm. pain syndrome from the use of the medication. It could be that there's down regulation, or which means like your receptors don't want to take it anymore, and you keep and you know there is a little tolerance, and mm-hmm. so you have you're using more and more, and then when you don't get it, your pain is intensified. That's what certainly happens with opioids. Um, yeah. The pain becomes intensified because you were used to having some relief, and now you're not being relieved. The pain gets more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Yep, your perception of the pain is more exactly. Um, wow, it's such a good discussion, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? God, James. Yeah. James. 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 Jesse James. Jesse James. Oh, good. No, but you got a man bun. You can't be Jesse James. All right. I can put a cowboy on this. Yeah. <laughs> you got a good looking beard. Cowboy hat. Mine's gone gray. But oh, you got a man bun too. Yours is getting longer. Mm-hmm. How do you play hockey with a man bun? Let my hair down. Might oh. cut a little hole in the top. Do you, <laughs> wondering, do you look like. I look like one of the friggin' um, guys from Slapshot. Oh, that was my a hair's good down movie. past my shoulders now. Line. Be fun. That would be fun. We got one you other redhead on my like, team who's you got, got a little the same hair as me too. Yeah. And we play D together every once in a while. So it's like the red the, terror. Uh, the high school Minnesota high school hair team. No. Oh my god. What's that? It's this guy. Can we that, Google this? Yeah, Google it. It's uh, the Minnesota high school hockey hair hall of fame. And it's the guy that, have you seen it? I know a guy who went to high school in Minnesota and played hockey just, too. He makes a video and, and dialogues. Uh, Did you find it? The Minnesota hi, high school team skating up to the blue line when they get announced and oh, talk like about and how wavy and... Say it, Minnesota what? High school hockey here. High it, it'll come school up. hockey here. It's right there. He does it every year. It's, it's Minnesota. You know what? Can I you make, are we still live on there? Yeah, you we know? Are. Just how do we, uh, can you, how do we record this? You can't. 
We're not there yet. Well, yeah, we're not there. You were not that advanced. 2020. Can you uh, come here with your camera or something? Not. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Here we go. Is this it? Yeah, that's it. What's that? Oh no, I'm looking. We're watching. How do a we video. always end up talking about hockey? Oh, okay. It's funny. We always do. And North Branch got us out of the gates quick. Everybody was worried these guys didn't have a rink to play in. And I think that's just because they play at Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> also came strong, reminding us that there's only a single A in hockey. Oh, oh yeah. The tournament had great the hair Yager. overall. But that shouldn't surprise anyone because it's been a pretty good year for hair. We had champions. This guy's hair was so nice, his last name is Maine. <laughs> we had the Iceberg Rice recall. Bieber bailed on us. And a bald egg got the most likes on Instagram. That's amazing. That is that true? Yeah, it is. Million. By like a lot. What do you mean? You it, the goal was to beat Kylie Jenner because Kylie Jenner held the record, so a lot of people did it. It's, it will never ever be beaten. Put an egg? You didn't. How did you? I don't know. I don't look at the egg. It's still going strong. Like everyone really? who has okay, social I'm media done with this. has basically liked it. Yeah. Sorry, somebody just put an egg. Yeah, like last year. Where was I? Not looking at the egg. <laughs> I had no idea. What do you mean? Someone just took like a brown so egg. I am. Too. Somebody just took a. I don't look at like. I don't, really. Here, just let's put see a, how many likes it has right put now. Put an egg. Yeah. What did the vegans think of that? Are you allowed to? You can't. Yeah. Well, I don't the know. What do you do with not eat eggs? Uh, yeah, but eggs you can't. Yeah, no, you don't have to eat it. Twenty-five million likes right now. For an egg. For a freaking egg. And that's all for the post was, was it's just an egg eventually. It was just an egg. And then it cracked. Something came out of it, too. I don't Chicken. remember, though. Yeah, there you go. Bang. Something came out of the yeah. egg. What well, do you it was like, They were doing it, too. It was, they did it, like, made it like a campaign about, like, Earth Day or something, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I guess an egg on its own is, like, pretty good. I think everybody would like that because it can either be an egg or you can, you know, they or you can fry it up. They barely beat, like... Kylie yeah. Jenner's post of her daughter being born or whatever got 18 million likes. What? That's crazy. If I ask you who Kylie Jenner is, is that? I'm just kidding. I think I know that is. I don't know. Really? Kylie Jenner? That was yeah. one of the kids, yeah? Yeah. She's like the youngest one. Okay. What makes her so famous, yo? Social media. Yeah. Oh, she does lip kits and all that crap. Makeup. Yeah, Kylie's lip kits. We should do like plus we should if she do something posts something hair, on social, I think it's like men one hair product million to get her to make a post for you on the Instagram. Hemp, the beard hemp hemp our, my that hemp product I have is pretty cool. I don't have any of it left. I gotta make some I more. Sold it all. You're so amazing, <laughs> Tyler. All right, back to these results. Okay, so how strong was the association between exposure? Okay, I kind of mentioned that already. So uh, there's definitely for severe adverse events, there was um, there was no uh, there was there was no difference. That's not to say there was no difference for minor side effects. There was an increased risk of minor side effects 
in the uh, in the yes. cannabis arm, and that was statistically significant. I do have a question that I'm not going to get into, but why they used an odds ratio versus a relative risk, I'm going to skip that because that'll be a little complicated, and I don't really get it either. Uh, maybe, uh, Dr. Ware, you can answer that. Um, okay, so there was a difference. What were the most common side effects? Here we go. There was actually a huge number of side effects. So a total of 818 non-serious adverse events were reported in the cannabis group. That's quite a bit for 215 people. Yep. Um, over a one-year period of time. The most common adverse events were in the cannabis group were nervous system, respiratory system, um, and psychiatric disorders were significantly higher in the cannabis group. So those were the major ones. Now, this would be small things, and that included dizziness, cough. Um, anxiety. And anxiety. But they all went away. But it was definitely there. Headache, nasopharyngitis, so that's where you get like a sinus infection and throat infection, nausea, and dizziness. Those were the most common non-severe side effects, which were higher in the cannabis arm than the non-cannabis arm in the study. So the question then becomes, I mean, we could go into how precise these results were. Precision is how close are we to the real answer of the study. If we go through it, to be honest, they did a confidence interval. The confidence intervals were statistically significant. Um, did they need a larger sample size? Of course, they could have used a larger sample size. Uh, I don't know if they used all the, they used an odds ratio at some points and they also used a relative risk. All that stuff is important to know. But the real question then becomes, now knowing that from this, there's no difference in severe side effects between the cannabis and non-cannabis, but there is an increased risk of side effects like nausea, vomiting, headache, uh, a little anxiety in the uh, non-severe side mm -hmm. effect profile for cannabis users. Is it useful for my patients? Right? So real world application. Uh, so let's go to the real world application. Well, were our patients similar? Obviously, is whatever they included in the study, were those the same type of people that we see or that use cannabis daily? I'm going to say yes, because they show us the average person. And I think they used the average person in this study. So I think that the mm -hmm. you can generalize whatever happened in this study to a larger proportion. Are we going to have causality? No, we already spoke about that. But, um, you know, did they... Do we normally see patients for a year? So was the follow-up of the study good? I think it was. I think one year is super adequate. What do you think? I think one year is pretty solid. As there long as go. they're seen at least three times within that year. Yeah, I agree. Like quarterly report. Mm -hmm. What do you think there, uh, Jesse James? I think it depends on what they're getting treated for. It's a good question. It's a good answer. Good answer, yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> in there. Uh, you know listen we're not that detail oriented over here okay we just like to go through these studies we don't we don't have to like i just pretend yeah all right so look, i put pretend. this jacket put on and people believe on, yeah. me i need a lot of big words still again with uh we're you know minnesota hair <laughs> that was awesome minnesota hair yeah i don't know you you, so you still play hockey no i need to though that's why i was as i was lining up do you live near guy. mississauga no. I'm, we might need a guy tonight in Mississauga. I'll play hockey. There we go. Can, do you have equipment? I, yeah, I do. <laughs> do you actually want to play hockey? I'm not tonight. There's I like, hit people, though, when I play. two weeks he's out. You I hit, one of I hit people out. when I play, so you don't want me. I'm pretty aggressive. Have you heard the stories of my team? Yeah, you did. We're he pretty did. aggressive. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, <laughs> but I'm kidding. Can I play it like I play rugby? 
Yeah, you can come out there. You're allowed in our league. You're allowed to hit guys into the boards as long as you don't take like five steps. So like wow. you can't run people, but you can if someone's trying to go. I wide thought you on glide. You, you're on allowed skates. to get in front of them and push them over. <laughs> what do you mean take five steps? So can I take my skates off, run into you? I know, I'm kidding. If you're right there and you're coming down, I can't go like this and hit you. You can, no. but I can go like this and rub. You I like when people down. like I. So personally, on a personal note. I, you know, I'm I'm all for violence there. You know what I mean? Like I'm all for, I play rugby, but not violence. I'm controlled hitting. I, I like contact sports. You know, because um, I'm built for contact sports. That being said, I'm not for violence in hockey. Okay. What's the now, if it does yeah. happen, well, because the purpose of the sport is to call is to, is is different. We don't. I don't get into a fight with some rugby. Is actually one of the like. How about least violent sports? This way. The, the violence this of the is true. fight it is, the is to prevent uh, injury from violence. Okay, so I get that. That's the argument for everybody carrying a gun. No, no it's, it's not. Well, you have the... Yeah, but you also have a ref that's going to toss you out of the game. Refs don't see everything, and often, yeah, more than not, especially in beer league, yeah, refs know other people on the team. They fuck around with you. Yeah, it's not cool. And the repercussions of getting kicked out of the game versus getting your head punched in by a bigger man. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit tilted. Okay. You have to talk louder. Lucas, who showed up late. Yeah. A great example of this right now is Kadri, who was just traded. That stupid thing he did in the right. In the I remember that. Yeah, if he yeah. had a dropped his gloves and grabbed him, he would not have been suspended. Yeah. Because he left his gloves on, he got suspended. Because you're gonna injure somebody more that way. You're going to injure someone more with sticks and gloves than actually punching them. Mm, interesting. Because you can control weight and force with a stick to someone's like face rather than dropping your gloves and punching them. Behind, right, right, like yeah. That was a huge, if he had just dropped his gloves and tried to fight him, he probably would have got a penalty and an instigator, and that's it. Okay, back to the study. Yeah. It's almost done. Well, actually, let's talk. We're, we're going to be guys. here till five. We didn't. Well, we didn't start on go, time. We started twenty minutes tonight. later, <laughs> so we got our half hour with them still. Yep. Okay, we're. Don't worry about it. We started a little late, like thirty hey. minutes late, and then you went off on your tangent. All right. So finally, um, are they? We spoke about that stuff. So mm-hmm. follow up. What was the magnitude of the risk? What does that actually mean? So what is so somebody who's using cannabis for somebody who's not using cannabis? What's the actual um, risk? What's the actual? How much are you going to save somebody by using cannabis or not using cannabis? We call that the absolute risk reduction or the absolute risk increase for using cannabis. Honestly, they didn't put it. Most papers don't put it in their studies, and you got to calculate it. I certainly did not calculate it. So uh, what it is, I can't answer you. But that being said, does it apply? Should I stop the exposure to my people, to my patients? Do I think that there's enough evidence here to either sway me one way or another? Um, I think definitely there's a nail in the coffin. So here's here's the summary for me. I think there's definitely the nail in the coffin that cannabis is safe. You're not going to die from using cannabis. You're not going to have more severe side effects than those who don't use cannabis. So I do think on a risk to benefit ratio, the benefit outweighs the risk. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say it doesn't come with a little harm. 
using cannabis in a patient population or in people that are already using medications that are using it for medical purposes comes with a side effect profile. The side effect profile isn't damaging per se, mm -hmm. but it can be a nuisance. Having a headache, being nauseous, being vom like vomiting, you know, having those things can be a nuisance. Do they all go away? Absolutely. And I think that's the takeaway from this. You've got to weigh the benefits and the risks to using cannabis. Uh, and by the way, this was a THC only product that they used. They did not use CBD. And we're going to get into talking about CBD now. And you're going to tell me about this stuff. But at the end of the day, looking at this study, I think it adds to the literature. And it's the first time in my opinion, and well, in the, even the opinion of the study, that uh, of the researchers, that cannabis was looked at on a, long, on a longitudinal basis for a long period of time, for one year. I think that is long. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I think it showed that there was no difference between those who use cannabis and those who don't when it comes to severe uh, side effects or severe um, uh, whatever they are, AF. What did I say? Adverse effects. Adverse, yeah, adverse effects. I can't remember that word so, uh, so what much. What does AF usually stand for? AE. <laughs> no, it's AE, not AF. I you said AF. Yeah, uh -huh. you're so funny. <laughs> All right. So that's the study, folks. Uh, hope you like it. And uh, so I think that, you know, weigh the risks, the benefits of using cannabis. Let's get into our next segment. I don't know. I have nothing like... CBD no, and me. There's no button. There's yet. no button to press here. And I, I do. I want feet. I'm a fish fan. I don't know if you know fish. You might know fish. You got a hair bun, man bun. No, no. No, you don't. Never heard of fish? The band? The band. See, you heard of them. You heard of Fish? Really? The band? No. Why well, don't people we, know that? Yeah, let's yeah, let's, put let's put on. It's not. How old are you guys? I'm Twenty-eight. Same age as me. Born 90. in ninety. I'm ninety-one. I'm older. Ninety. <laughs> so yeah, we're in the same group. You don't know who Fish is? It's crazy. Fee. I was in a band too. Fish. Yeah, you should what know. They're like the ultimate jam. Ready? Like they jam. Yeah. Like they have. I want this to be my intro song, but. No, hold they're on. Like, this uh, is uh, five seconds. It'll uh, it'll continue. Yeah. Well, they're like they're a they're great good. jam band. Yeah, they are a great jam band for sure. This is my favorite like favorite song by them. I went to their concert. They didn't play it. This is one of their biggest hits. Ready? Too. Can you hear that? All copyright intended. Yeah, they were. Basically, that's a good way to put it. I'm not gonna play the whole song, but I would literally sit here and just jam out to this whole song. It's a good tune. Live, 24 hour. Yeah, they have fish, fish radio on Sirius XM. Yeah. They've got like a whole station. It's sitting in my car. Off that. I I would like to, but I think I have to ask their permission to use any of their intro stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's just, you know, let's do it until they say no, because that would kind of be cool. Like, at least we get fish looking at us. You know yeah. what I mean? If I we just, spark enough interest, I just for them went to, to Molson Amphitheater, which is now called something else. What's it called? Uh, Budweiser Stage. Right. You know, went from yeah. one drink to another. Uh, and there's, I don't know, 50,000 people there. It was awesome. I don't know if that's, I'm really bad with 30. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. It was a great jam session. It was great. The security, like they were, all they could do was laugh because like you go to these concerts and people are like all crazy. I don't think anybody knew where their seat was, that nobody really cared. They're like, oh, so no, it's in there. Come on. People were like, you got like these old dudes in like, 
in like moo-moos like that were like jumping around <laughs> it was crazy funny and oh, like man. and like all these and you have the security just laughing it's like there's no way you're gonna i'm not gonna do it the most non-threatening crowd you will ever see it was awesome uh okay guys jay jesse tell me about what's going on here so tell me first who you guys are um what's happening Oh, we're uh, swapping mics. Or what do you think the issue is? Okay. Are we still uh, live? Oh, right. Very cool. All right. So tell me who you guys are. I just went to, I honestly, I'm drinking your, your coffee at Heal, which is up on concession. And uh, you guys have a product line. You're, you're ready to infuse you know, CBD when it becomes legal. You've got some canine things going on. I really think it's really cool how you're trying to brand yourselves in the most natural sense. So uh, fire on. I want to hear about it. And uh, I'm going to ask you some tough questions. I don't really have any tough questions, but <laughs> I want to hear what you're doing. All right, to start off, so my background's in human supplements, human nutrition. So I used to work for a bunch of dietary supplement companies. And I used to be a, a fitness model and spokes model for Optum Nutrition. Why don't you have a man bun? I I, can't, I should Only grow one. Your fitness you can't have two of them. That's a can't have fitness two guys model. Yeah, these guys, you need to. So, hey, we're hopefully we'll get some more views here. We have a fitness model. Looks pretty <laughs> I, I good, was. just like Tyler I was, and I. I was. I was. Yeah. Okay. I was, but that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Push up. Push up. Challenge. We have to have Tyler do something. He's gotten kicked in the chest with a toe. Remember the kicking. <laughs> <laughs> with a toe? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. We some MMA fighters on. This guy's like, yeah, I got this toe kick. What the hell is a toe kick? You just kick with your foot, man. He's like, you want to feel it? And he stuck his toe underneath my ribcage oh. and, like, jerked it. And he didn't do it very hard, but you're like, if he did that hard, my ribcage was, like, popping. Like, yeah, it was nuts. Was anyway, we got to come toe up. not break? Oh, he's got, like, ninja weird. toe. Oh, Nate. What about what about your abs? Could your ad, abs stop that? Can we uh, look? Yeah, can we look at these? Uh, do, can we do? We should do an ab off. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's the whole point. <laughs> a little two four thirty six. Uh, okay, go on. Sorry. So yeah, just to go back to that. So that's why I started off with. I did that for about five years, um, and then that's kind of how I branched off into cannabis as well. Is because I was exercising two or three times a day. That was my job. Um, and I got injuries, I hurt my shoulder, and eventually it kind of became difficult to keep going to the gym and doing that same thing over and over Were you again. using cannabis when you started? Not really, no. So like I, I did when I was a bit younger, but like I never really was heavily involved in, in smoking anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, training twice a day, injuries. After a photo shoot, my reward was to smoke weed and hang out, and I just realized the next day, wow, I feel like really good. I wasn't sure if it was the food or the cannabis or Kibani together. So I'd go and work out, smoke a joint, work out, and I just felt amazing. So eventually I started incorporating it into my everyday workout plan, and my shoulder felt better, I recovered faster, slept better at night. Do you know what cannabis you were using at that time, or was it just street weed? At the time, it was, this was a while ago, so yeah, I, didn't, I did have a medical card at one point. I was getting it from Peace, Peace Naturals at the time. Yeah, yeah, so I was, I was using Peace Naturals. I can't remember the exact strain I had coming, to, coming but... Uh, yeah, nah. I remember. Oh, really? I used to Pennywise, Diesel. Pennywise is a good strain. Gold, uh, CT, CBD, number one, OG, Kush, 
from somebody knows uh, cannabis rio rio yeah rio somebody yeah, said yeah. that who yeah, said yeah. that memory by the way just to go back to the memory thing there was in that study there was no difference in controls or or in the cannabis arm when it came to memory and cognition in both of the arms this is sorry i just wanted to mention this cognition actually improved neurocognitive function improved in both arms which was the first to our, our, their awareness in most studies show that cognition neurocognition decreased with cannabis anyway this is that was just a, a side but yeah fuck, go on all right so basically my two passions well my main passion at that point was dietary supplements and then i started getting more into cannabis and i just thought to myself wow it'd be really cool to so cannabis is your passion combine them together and to make something very unique and cool that you know everyone else wasn't doing so in addition to that, we've kind of got more into doing more eco-friendly packaging as well. So one thing I noticed when working in the supplement industry is everyone just does the exact same thing. Yes. Big, big plastic tubs, yeah. big, big labels, you know, not really caring too much about the ingredients in the products and just trying to, you know, make something that's flashy and whatever, make some marketing yeah. spin on it, make a bunch of money off it. Don't care if it actually works. Whatever. Right. No, it works because you got a big jack guy to sell it. Right, yeah. So on the inside, I, I kind of saw that happening. I'm like, one, I want to make products that are actually beneficial and do something new and different. So I saw cannabis as something being new and different that's actually beneficial for recovery and exercising. Okay. So that's kind of how that came about. And also from the dog side of things, I got a, once I got a dog, I went to PetSmart and I saw the multivitamins they're selling. I was looking at the ingredients, the cost of the product, and I was like, what is this? So I basically worked with a, a veterinary nutritionist to formulate uh, products that have actual scientific backing um, that are beneficial and use natural ingredients. And then uh, Jesse came on board to help with the protein side of things and has helped with... What do you mean the protein side of things? Like so the basically the human line, we have two different brands, one's for humans and one's for dogs. Can we talk uh, about the humans first? Yeah, yeah, let's go into that. I would... I'd, Jesse, so why did yep. you come into this thing? So I grew up with Jay. We played, uh, played hockey. AE hockey together. Did you both like Lancaster. pose together? Were you both fitness models? <laughs> yeah. They, they're still flowing. I was, a Man stunt, crush. I was a stunt double on stage. Yeah. Is that a true story? No, it's not a true oh, story. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> it could do, it could, you shave your head, it'd probably work. We should go, we'll go with that next time. All right. All right. But uh, I, I joined the team about a year and a half ago. Yeah. I worked for uh, consumer packaged goods for the last five years. Oh, okay. Uh, I saw the potential in the, the dog stuff. It's a really great product. It's, product. it's GMP formulated. It's top grade ingredients. It's veterinary nutritionist formulated, right? It's everything that you want to look for when you go to the store, mm -hmm. when you really have no idea what, what you need for right. your dog. Yeah. You know, it's got those, those great ingredients and, and science-backed ingredients. So I saw the potential, I, uh, I joined the team part-time and then I've been full-time into it for about uh, say eight months now. So I want to talk about the, the dog stuff too, but first I want to go back to this protein. Yeah. Um, so most people, when you or most uh, brands, mm -hmm. like you said, are, are shitty. They use, uh, one, they don't do any third-party testing on their product and they also just use you know generic stuff and actually a lot of them don't even tell you what's inside it a lot of them tell you it's proprietary information inside it and it takes tastes super um uh medical or like synthetic, synthetic super yeah. synthetic so do you use a whole bunch of synthetic so the products I, and what kind of weight or what kind of powder protein are you using i 
Thanks, asshole. I can read too. I'm at, I'm at, okay, what kind of plants? What kind of plants? Yeah, what are they using? Pumpkin seeds. Okay, so. I'm guessing this is high in protein. <laughs> yeah, right. Sort Fucking right. guy. Yeah. I'm literally asking a question. It's in your hand. Okay, but I want to know what they're using it's it and why the they're doing it. Telling us, yeah, you're <laughs> shitty. You're fired again. So yeah, you're you're right about the synthetic ingredients and and in the industry itself, there's a lot of fillers and and things they can do to spike the actual protein content that's being being put into your product. So a lot of companies actually got caught. It's maybe three or four years ago now, um, spiking with glycine and amino acids because in the nitrogen testing for the protein, it came up as protein when it was actually just amino acids. Right. A lot of companies got caught doing that with their whey proteins. Everybody's throwing um, amino acids into Yeah, it. and then also just adding in different fillers into their proteins to make it cheaper. Um, and also, when I worked in that world, I just saw the amount of people who were coming to Expo saying, I actually can't consume your product anymore because it hurts my stomach too much. Most so, products hurt my stomach when I when I, uh, I take away right. so like, that, isolate of any sort. Did, did you bloat? Because you had someone you I actually didn't heel. bloat, to be honest. Okay, that's yeah, great. Very cool. Yeah. So our blend is, is a bit unique in one that it's a, a mixture Possibly of drink like pea protein. Um, hemp protein, cranberry protein, and pumpkin protein. We also infuse turmeric and probiotics. Into oh, mix. say that again there, asshole. And, and the Tyler. Other, and the okay. other cool thing is we don't use any uh, artificial sweeteners. Like most dietary supplements that you buy, they either right. sucralose, aspartame, something like that. We only use uh, stevia as our flavoring, so it's an all-natural um, plant extract. Well. Stevia has a weird taste, though. So it how depends you, on how we haven't made in California. So in California, they have uh, they're pretty advanced when it comes to natural sweetening, yeah. and natural formulating. So that's why we have it made there um, in Southern California, and uh, we think it tastes really great. And all the feedback we've gotten so far is, you know, it tastes a lot better than most of our competitors, and if not right. all of our competitors. And and the main reason is one, the formula. The flavoring and then also the fact we don't use rice protein. So most like Vega, for example, they use rice protein. One because it's the cheapest option, yeah. um, but it gives it a very gritty, chalky taste, and we, we didn't want that. So we wanted to make sure that it tastes just as good as a whey protein, but wasn't a whey protein. So tell me about the absorption of the different proteins. So the and why somebody would go to something like this versus going to like just a traditional whey protein isolate. So the uh, pea and the hemp itself um, have all the nine essential amino acids that any uh, whey protein would have. And also the pea protein has a similar bioavailability that an egg protein would have. So it's, oh, really? it's, it's as optimal as anything else on the market, but you're not consuming any gluten, dairy. So um, this is pure vegan. Yeah, it's completely vegan. Yeah, you're not getting any, uh, what's in milk? That shit that's in milk. Like any hormones lactose. of any kind. <laughs> What's lactose? that shit in milk? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, lactose free as well. Proteins because they're highly pasteurized and there's a lot of uh, lactates in lactose in it. Yep. A lot mm -hmm. of people can't digest it properly. Yeah, Even for if sure. You're taking 30 grams of protein, you're not actually getting right. all so 30 grams. That's why most people would come saying, you know, my stomach hurts. I think yeah. it's a combination of one, some of the products having fillers in them usually it would be like a wheat filler or who knows what they're putting in there mm -hmm. and then also the lactose as well mm -hmm. so uh, that's kind of and also myself i've i've moved away from eating meat for almost two years now so it's something that was made also to help get pro enough protein in your diet when you're yeah. unable to you know get that through meat sources and so you've made this a water soluble source so yeah that mixes we made it we made sure it made t it tasted good and not only just water but milk too 
So like a, like a plant-based milk, obviously. Yeah. So you like a almond milk or, or oat milk, milk. coconut milk. You guys use oat milk at Heal, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, oat milk is uh, probably my favorite. Yeah, it actually tastes awesome. I find that I find that almond milk even bloats me a little bit. I don't know. I don't know why. I think everything sucks. Yeah. You know, everything sucks. I've got a gut issue. So, so probiotics in there would help you. Right. So pro by the way, probiotics are great, of course. You know, kombucha, okay for you. If you've got it's still pro inflammatory, by the way. Like if you have a gut problem. You don't want to be drinking too much kombucha because it can cause an overgrowth of whatever sure, bacteria. Sure, moderation. Moderation, like, yeah. Like anything, right? Probiotics are still really, that's... 50 mils a day. Don't drink a full cup. Yeah. That's about 250. Yeah, uh, well, no. Just... For at least for me, it makes me crazy diarrhea. Okay. I love Tyler. This is why I love him. Because he'll just like talk, say whatever he wants. Well, you don't have to. It's not swearing, man. <laughs> no, now you, you just go. threw in another one. Now you, you got to swear once more, dude. Yeah, you're man. confusing everybody. Don't just, don't just abuse it. Yeah, now you get an extra. You get an extra in there. I swear, I'm gonna work it in. Okay, you work okay. it in. So, what's your goal? What's the goal? So, what are the different products you have? I see that. Like, so, and why are you are you cur so infusing CBD currently is illegal, right? In Canada, um, one first. Why do you want to infuse CBD into that? Uh, what what is the goal? Is the goal to help with recovery, to do both together? Recovery, inflammation, and just the overall wellness product. So we also have a kombucha powder. Okay. So this powder is essentially just a, a wellness product. Let me have CBD a look at that. Itself. Um, and it's so it's it's dry kombucha. Yeah. So it's freeze dried kombucha powder. What's the name of that bacteria? Uh, it's, oh, I, I know what you're in kombucha. Well, the kombucha is the like. There's an actual live bacteria. Yeah. yeah what is, is What's the name skin? of it? It's the, it's the skin that you I'm sure everybody on Google right now or right. on that thing is. I know how it's spelled. I just don't want to say it wrong. It's what? How's it spelled? Scoby. Scoby. That's it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You got it. That's it. Scoby. There you go. Like I don't want to say it. Scooby Doo. Someone make fun of me. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Um. Oh, yeah. Hold on. We got to cut off there a second. Here, come, but come here. In all reality, Instagram and a lot of Twitter, all those platforms are not working today. And you know, I have a funny feeling it's to do with Trump's, Trump's parade tomorrow. <laughs> they're they're, they're pushing a major update. Are they? They don't want him well, tweeting? A lot of the internet isn't working today, apparently. Yeah, and tomorrow is Trump's massive military parade. Is so? Is this a good thing, or I don't know, but I think it's tied together. I'm a conspiracy theory. <laughs> what do you mean? You think that Trump? Well, okay, well, to for people to start protests and stuff, they organize, and they usually organize over social media. So if you take social media away from them, it's a lot harder for them to organize a protest. Oh, so you think that Trump? He'll stop access to that, so they can cut. Spoke to uh, whoever owns Facebook. Well, if your government guy comes to you and says. We'll shut you down if you don't do this. Or make your life a lot harder. I, f I wonder though, because I think like oh. Zuckerberg's pretty liberal, so I don't know if he'd be willing oh, to work with. Yeah, I don't well, know if he'd be down to help Trump out. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Well, if he says, hey, maybe we'll make some more privacy laws a little easier. Who's who wants to break up Facebook? What am I missing? Yeah. 
Right. And they have They just bought, they bought on average 10 companies. Who? Google's up there. Too. Do they want to buy me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, Google, come this way. Let's get back onto I'll, a body natural. I'll, uh, I'll sell it for you. We never get on. We're, we're like the consummate off-topic people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll buy uh, Body Natural. Let's get it on. Uh, start a thing. So at our store, without infusion, and the when you say without infusion, so can we talk about what so you mean? So the Canadian market, we don't have any CBD or any cannabis-related products infused mm -hmm. into our products. So outside of Canada and the U.S. market, we'll be using uh, hemp CBD, mm -hmm. and same with uh, in the European. You'll just be using hemp. Oh, in the U.S., you'll use hemp CBD because you can do that. Right. Canada, you can't even use hemp CBD. Right. You can just use hemp. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're using like hemp protein industrial powder, hemp. industrial hemp protein powder without any you know, active right. compounds in it. It's not from seed, is it? It's from actual plant? The, uh, right now, yeah. 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 Okay. So where, what is it from right now? What's so, your goal? Where are you now and what's your goal? So basically, in the Canadian marketplace, we have Heal as a, a wellness center where we can educate people about cannabis, um, utilizing you know events and stuff where people like yourself come in and, and speak to people. Is that what you want to do with Heal? I think that's the idea in the long term. But right now, we're more so a nutrition he's, center. He's about to fall asleep. This Zen <laughs> dude. What is it like? Yeah, it's a nutrition center, but we also want it to be a place where people can come and and learn and have events. So it's what is event a nutrition center. center? Basically, you come. We have smoothie bowls. We have you know smoothies. We have our protein powders. So, you can so it's buy a cafe. Them. It's a cafe. But you're using bar. a new word. Yeah, it's a health bar. It's and like it's, the it's, legacy market. It's a health bar education center. We it's have, a nutrition center. We, we don't have the, the education branding. portion um, up and going right now, but that's something that we want to get more involved in. Like sure. speaking to people like yourself about maybe coming in on a night and talking to people about sure. different, different uh, cannabinoids and, and stuff like that. Um, and also it's dog friendly too. So because we have our saw dog that. line. So we just built a, a dog lounge in the back. We're going to do a patio dog lounge. And we have, actually have a dog park, like a little dog run we've fenced in. So you can come at the nutrition center. Yeah, exactly. So you can come, have a coffee, have a smoothie, have a smoothie bowl, hang out with your dog, maybe learn about, if you're there, learn. The hydrating hole. Yeah, and then also <laughs> have a protein shake, you know, just have something healthy and just hang out and relax is kind of the, the idea with that location. You so that's one in Georgetown. Yeah? What, a nutrition center? <laughs> no, I just want to get. I I, I just want to go to the nutrition center, so that I can have a protein bowl, otherwise known as a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. So that's the idea cool. for Canada. In the U.S., like I said, I missed gonna, all that. We're going to be doing in <laughs> We're going to be doing uh, CBD infused protein powders, the kombucha. We also have a greens product. It's an energy green. So we have. Uh, green coffee bean and yerba mate infused okay. into a, a greens powder. Interesting. Same thing, naturally flavored. We're going to be infusing CBD. You guys are going to be taking on isogenics soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take them over no problem, man. They don't their formulas aren't. Not yeah. Good. What do you th what, what's that? Oh, my back is super itchy. Can you itch my back? Sure. Like over on my shoulder, right there. Hard. Like scratching. Anyway. <laughs> and then also uh, the European market too. So all these products sounds have really great. Brands. Uh, that are going to be focused on the U.S. legal marketplaces like really? Switzerland with CBD. We were there right. a couple weeks ago. Clint, I uh, I tagged you in the post today. Hopefully uh, you're listening. You bastard. My hair is way better than yours. <laughs> yeah, we actually randomly saw him on the street in Hamilton. I like walked by. I'm like, that's Clint Young. I go say hi to him. 
So this is maybe, this is in the winter time. I never met him before. So Jesse and I introduced ourselves. We're like, hey. He's like, yeah, I'm actually just about to move to Switzerland. Or, yeah. Or Thailand. 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 He's like, <clears> but his game is out of school, have, like all uh, over that place. Yeah, I have a, a business venture in Switzerland. He's telling me about it. So I'm like, okay. I saw the ICBC event coming up. So I went out there. And then. Uh, Did you go to ICBC? Yeah, I went there. It was, it was quite cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Zurich is a. Uh, an awesome spot, man. I wish I could. Uh, I could live yeah. there. The, the stuff they have going there is pretty is, They've got a lot happening. Yeah. <clears throat> there aren't many people in in this space doing. It's weird. It's hard to differentiate yourself when you're in this protein space or in the nutritional supplement space, like or nutraceuticals in general, because right. it's so saturated. Yeah. But somehow you manage to do that. You should go on the Dragon's Den. Yeah, people always say that all the time, but I think it's just because I, I worked in that world for so long and just, I, I just- You saw, know the market. I saw what everyone was doing, copying each other, doing the same thing. So I wanted to try and come with a different angle, that being plastic free and eco-friendly and then just formulas that are you know high quality and natural. I think that's a great, uh, you guys are in the right space for what you're doing. I love the idea. Do you list all your ingredients? Yes, they're all listed on the back. So you actually list them. It's not like here's my proprietary. We don't have any blends. Really, I like that. I think that's really important. Have you ever had? Do you, are you going to get like have third party testing associated yeah, so with it? The the manufacturer we have is a GMP approved manufacturer in California. They'll do the third party tests as well, and we'll outsource as well. As so is your point of educating people on cannabis? for eventually to sell the brand like what's your goal when it like are you trying to become sort of an ecosphere an ecosystem or uh you know what's what is the vision what's your vision more so what is your vision more so a community center where people who are just interested in learning about cannabis in general can come have a coffee hang out and just and learn like I think there maybe needs to be more information out there with what's going on uh-huh uh, we kind of want to be a, a spot where we can help with that whether that's through our products, we, we won't ever be selling any cannabis-infused products in Heal on concession, but we want to be somewhere where we can, you can go and learn about it. And so, and you won't do that because, you know, oh, today we left something out. Canada, or the Health Canada posted that they're going to be taking applications for the next lottery. Right. Okay. They're opening up 50 new stores. Yeah, I got that today sent to me. Um, is that something you guys are thinking about? We go back and forth on it, yeah. I think we'll probably put our name in the hat. We did the first round. See what Throw happens. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to try, but... Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I think we're more focused on being brands as compared to being a retailer, but if we were to get a spot, I don't think it would hurt. You know? Product, I think, is the future of that. You're in a good... No, you can't. The, you have to be fully involved. The the LP can't have more than ten percent or whatever, or whoever buys it from you. You have to keep your own ticket. Right. At the end of the day, I think I think having the product, the brand, is the way to go. I think you have a really good brand that you uh, right that you should do something yeah, with. Yeah. So the the goal with fuck, these... I got to do something with my brand. It just drives me mad. Yeah. You you, should, you know your you know your you know what you're doing. <laughs> I know medicine. That's about it. <laughs> You guys, yeah. Hey, keep your mouth shut. So but, something Tyler, that uh, just kidding. something in Canada that we're really interested in doing and, and actively looking for is a partnership with a licensed producer. Yep. We don't have um, a license to distribute the product, so we're looking for that partnership. And that was a really a, a stepping stone into creating Heal, which was the community center, the education center. You know, we we don't want to just be a brand, but we want to be a 
collective of people that go after the one ultimate goal, right? And that's <laughs> nutritional products, educated customers. There are some really cool and health-minded um, and driven licensed producers that will I'll talk to you about offline. One that just literally just came to my head. It's uh, who's a good friend of mine from out west. So um, I'm gonna I'll make that introduction because they uh, they're they're pretty cool. Um, That's that, awesome. Yeah, just thought of it. I, I have a couple in mind for you, but actually, they I think they'll be a good fit for you because that's what they want to do, and the man bun works. Right on. <laughs> I think they got a bunch of pictures of people with man buns. The Zen bun. I got a girl one. I guess. Oh, the I, Zen bun or whatever you call one, it. Yeah. 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 I don't know, <laughs> you got to have one, and if you're an exec, you got to wear a t-shirt and a jacket. Yep. Yeah, I got it. I get, or a doctor. I just wear a t-shirt and a jacket. Makes a me look like a know what's going on. Um, all right, that sounds pretty cool, guys. You got a lot going on about the dog CBD stuff. Mm -hmm. Where's the evidence? Where do you guys find the evidence for this dog CBD business? So we, I'm an evidence-based guy. Yeah, yeah. So we do, we do have a connection um, to in Europe. They have a one of the not we talked about this before. Not one of the first, but they do have a clinical study that proves the benefit of CBD. The first clinical study. Yeah. So mm. they, it's at the, at the University button. of Prague. <laughs> it's a double blind study with scientists from the university that have proven. What does double form. blind mean? Uh, you probably exactly. Me. People say double blind. It's all bullshit. No, it's not. They, they maybe they have what I'd like to see the study. I'm sure I can find it for you, but they have a formula that they've, they've, they blinded the dogs. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, but yeah, they, they apparently, uh, this formula, has benefits towards dogs. I studied it for years, and it has benefit for inflammation and anxiety. And really, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people. Why did you take that out? Because it was loose, and I'm trying to figure out why. Oh, maybe just turn it. <coughs> no, no, like this cord inside is loose, but I don't think anything. Oh, it's definitely broken. Like, uh, I'll get a new one. Um, I've definitely seen studies too on epilepsy too for dogs. A, for dogs, There's a lot of those. I around. agree. Uh, I think that I've seen like a bunch of this stuff coming out. I'm just not sure. I, I don't know. I have a dog. Everybody I hear seems to be doing really well with C the dogs are doing really well with CBD. Like they're walking again. They're doing all this stuff. I, I'm not a veterinarian, so I have no idea when yeah. it comes to animals. But uh, I'd like to definitely see it happen. I don't know why. When do you think Health Canada is going to start approving? Is it Health Canada that regulates dogs? Yeah, so there's the Veterinary Health Product Association that we work with right now with our uh, supplements. Okay. And they have what to, supplements do you have for dogs? So we have a, a raw uh, multivitamin. So if you feed your dog raw, dog raw food, it completely balances it like it would be a kibble. So you just add in this multivitamin powder and it balances it to the American Animal Food Control Organization. That's standards. really cool. Yeah, so the problem with raw food is that it only usually has, you know, a bit of spinach, carrots or whatever. But your dog's going to be deficient in a bunch of different. Um, uh, I thought when raw food is you give them a bunch of meat that's meat. raw. Right. So this, if you're feeding a prey model diet, which is meat and bone, this will completely balance it. Oh, um, really? So we have that. We have one Smart. product called Muscle Plus, and it's basically like Gatorade for your dog. So you give it on a day like this where it's you know 28, 30 degrees out, you want to go for a run with your dog. Has electrolytes, amino acids, vitamins, and about it basically what? it rehydrates them. Dude, yeah. I think that's your market. I so, that. so we have that. Yeah, but that's and, like the market. Animals, there are more people. Right. You will be Kylie Jenner. Yeah. So because like more yeah. people like their dogs than they like people. Right. So we we have a bunch of different formulas. They're all veterinary nutritionist formulated. They all have scientific backing to them. Um, are you looking for investors? Uh, at the moment, no. But yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> We're looking for, uh, for backing. St strategic partners, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Partners, but um, yeah, not so much on that. On that side of things too, I think we're going to focus more so without CBD on the dog stuff in, in the meantime until, you know, there's maybe more scientific evidence proving the benefits of having CBD added to it. In the meantime, just sell our treats with nutritional hemp, you know, hemp protein powder, hemp seeds. It's great. Um, and then different, you know, nutrients that have, you know, proven benefit to them. Um, and kind of wait and see what happens. So, what are you looking for in the future? With you don't need you don't need funding. No, you're so funded up in Canada. We're looking for a an LP, a partnership with an LP where we can folks who's listening. Yeah, and we'll get you an LP. That's I don't think that's even a problem. That's the for me. That's the easy part. Yeah, I think for us that's where we are. But you're, I mean, I, there, I'm sure. Whoever's listening is good. There's probably LPs ready to go. This is a really awesome. Seems like a really cool product. I've never tried it. I tried your whey protein today, or not your whey. Uh, sorry, plant your plant protein yeah. that with oat milk. It was yeah. actually pretty good. So it was cookies and cream. Your uh, straw milk. fell apart on me within three seconds. Yeah, we got paper that's, straws. That's but that's good. Straws. We have got to do it. We have two options. One's a paper straw, and people who don't like the, the paper, we have a, a corn-based plastic. Uh, that's good. So it's biodegradable. I'm not sure how many years it takes to biodegrade. 18 months. 18 months. That's yeah. still pretty With good. With a certificate of analysis. It's yeah. better than right. 400 years. Yeah. 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 So we want to, like, we're, we're definitely trying to eliminate all the plastic. Like we still have plastic in these containers, but they're going to be switching over in the next month to a uh, cardboard base. Even uh, our container. even our uh, scoops here. They're made of wheat when straw. When you open them up, it's a uh, biodegradable wheat straw. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, but it, that's so cool. It feels and looks like plastic, it does but feel it's, that. it's wheat straw. So you can do the same thing with hemp. Um, yeah. We'll probably do, we Talk looked about into that. doing hemp scoops already, but uh, we couldn't find anyone with the molds. But yeah, uh, it's hard right to now, find the mold. The wheat straw. I want to do, uh, I'm, anyway, I'm not going to talk about what I'm going to do. Wow. I'll let you do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, but I think uh, re renewable plastics are the, are the future good biodegradable plastics well guys that was awesome um this looks like a really awesome product uh i've never tried it so i mean i or i just tried it today but i'd have to i'd like to learn more about it anyways um and i think there's a whole bunch that can be done eventually infusing cbd into a uh how does cbd interact with protein with the protein based on what they're basically theory? opposites one's a fat and one's a, a water so what we're planning to do with the um, CBD itself is to either micro-encapsulate it or, or bind it to a sugar to help with the absorption with the protein. Um, so yeah, Or just get a protein that can drag it across. Yeah, with the fat maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's where you come in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's mm. what we're... we're that's uh, a good idea. We're still that's working that on that there. with uh, what we're doing in the U.S. So we have the manufacturer um, making our proteins for I got a guy. <laughs> I got a guy who knows what he's doing yeah, when it yeah. comes to that. I think the micro-encapsulated or nano-emulsified um, broad-spectrum or full-spectrum uh, product is kind of what we're gearing towards infusing. Bioavailability needs to be high for yeah. sure. We want it to be, you know, like 80% 80, 80 or whatever is the... Oh, he just figured it out. We need a button. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Got it. What did you figure out, Tyler? No, I was just thinking I just put something together of why someone called me. Uh, <laughs> uh, see there you go nice. this is what we do here all right everybody i think we've uh we've we've beat this horse 
but we don't beat horses. We pet them. <laughs> we ride I'm just them. kidding. Friendly over here. We are pet friendly. I don't know why I said that, but I was thinking of Tyler, actually. The old dirt road. <laughs> I was thinking we just beat Tyler with a hockey skate. Bring it on. And the yeah. toe. Bring it on. Look at him go. <laughs> Bring it on. I'm going to kill you. He's, he's ready for tonight. The big game. Have fun with me on the ice. Have fun with you on the ice. I'll have fun with you on the ice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm Mr. T. I thought it was kill cool, you, the Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On on the skates. On the skates. Okay, everybody. Um, I think we're good for now. I've. I think we've. We're, we're, we've. This has been a great episode. And uh, Lucas, you're next to be on the chopping block. If you like, do you know that it's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck happened to you today? Oh, oh, you're in, you're in an interview. Okay, that makes sense. For another podcast. For yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, Al, how are you? Al is asleep. <laughs> 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 Al, we're. Uh, I think we're done. Anything you want to add? All right. I don't know what you're talking. Cannabis works. <laughs> oh, your dog. Oh, cannabis does work for dogs. Yeah, I, oh, that's cool. I got to try it then. Well, you've tried it for years. I've never tried it, but I'm I'm there to. I'm at that point. I'm at my point. I'm at that point. Okay, last couple things I got to uh, I got to um, say here. Plug. Check out, yeah, uh, check out, we've got yoga at uh, Synergy Health Services. Check it out with tonight at 6. Why don't you plug? My mic is not plugged in. Here, talk on mine because I don't know. All right, yo, we got yoga at the Synergy Burlington location tonight. Drop-ins are 20 bucks. If you have limited mobility, it does not matter. You can be taught from a chair. It's a very small and intimate class, so you'll really get to know the teacher, and she is great. So check it out. That's tonight at 6 in our Burlington location. Is it usual? What days do we usually do it? Yeah, today's one of the days we usually do it. Wednesdays and like, another, I don't know the other day. There's twice a week. <laughs> it's oh, twice a week. Um, oh, if you go tonight, you can find out the answer to that question. Okay. Other things that we are doing now, buy well. Check out their site. Sign up. Uh, the only LP we still have is WeedMD, but the prices are getting better and the savings are getting better every day. So definitely check that out. Um, that's about it. Cooking class coming in the fall. And, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of LPs in the works. They'll be up in the next week or two. Um, by well, I forgot to mention, you guys should check it out. We have an, oh, aside from just doing the cannabis coverage, we do ca cannabis coverage. So if anybody wants coverage for their cannabis, check out, uh, buywell.com forward slash care. Cause it's, uh, Biowell Care is our cannabis coverage that you can get for your cannabis. Uh, but we also have an e-commerce platform, health and wellness e-wellness -plat e platform. And that may be good to sell on that platform. Go check it out, guys. Biowell. Uh, check out Instagram, Dr. Ira Price, Synergy Health Services. Don't forget to listen to the higher estate on all your usual whatever the hell you listen to. I've had enough of talking today. I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> Shut up. That's not even plugged in. Everyone else heard. Thanks, See guys. everybody. Thank you. Hey, cool.